You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. <laughs> Hello, AfterBuzzers. We're here during another AfterBuzz TV after show for MTV's Teen Wolf, Season 4, Episode 3, The Muted. I'm your host, Kristen Elizabeth Snyder, and, juni- and joining me, AfterBuzz <laughs> TV host, June Lee. It's okay, June. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a tough name. <laughs> Our special guest this evening is the writer of this week's episode and also an editor on Teen Wolf. Please welcome Melissa Clark. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, we love when you, you so join much. us. We get a little window into the Teen Wolf writer's room. Mm-hmm. I have nothing, nowhere, nowhere <laughs> better to be at the moment. <laughs> so we're Jaguars, the muted, berserkers, Wendigos. Are we going to continue to get more and more supernatural creatures as the season progresses? And what exactly is the process for you guys coming up with these terrifying creatures? Uh, oh boy, we're, we're, you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but, um, (laughs) it actually, in a way, we've gone a lot more human. I know it doesn't feel like that yet, but you'll Mm. see that we've gone a lot more human in some ways as we go along Mm -hmm. this season. You know, I kind of see that. Yeah, we have some, the mute is actually not exactly supernatural. I know he doesn't have a mouth. Um, that's a Jeff Davis special, and it really worked out when he first when he first was saying that. I was like, I looked up a lot of pictures of people without mouths, um, and it turns out if you are born without a mouth, they give you one. So wow. if you want to, just cut the hole. Yeah, if you want to Google that, you can find all kinds of really sort of disturbing images of stuff like I that. Know. I know they do that with belly buttons. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there you go. So and dimples. So Funny Mute enough. has no mouth, but he's actually pretty human other than that. Um, uh, yeah, and how we come up with that, I have been trying to get cannibalism. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Russell Russell Mulcahy and I were just like, I don't know, we really like cannibalism. I went, you know, go ahead and judge me. But I, uh, and so I was looking, you know, we I read a lot about supernatural creatures and Wendigos are cannibals. In fact, that whole that whole was based on a fear of, of cannibalism. Tried making the for the Algonquin people, mm-hmm. uh, sort of you know like, hey, don't eat people when you're freezing and stuff. You know, you well, so that. that's a real thing. Well, I mean, I think it's a real fear for a lot of different people, and as right. you know, in in the past, you know, when you had sort when you had no food, yeah, organ trail type of thing, and well, particularly <laughs> up when it was really cold and there wasn't a lot right. of resources and things. Mm-hmm. So you know, myths often often are created because of fears of fears right. that you mm-hmm. know c- cultures have and and wendigos or wendigos that's spelled <laughs> all kinds of different ways and it's pronounced lots of different ways. So so deal with it. Get fans. off my. <laughs> <laughs> but I also feel like the fear was very human. Like, I don't know about you guys, but when I was watching it, I was so scared. Oh because God. a huge fear of mine yeah. is, like, somebody sneaking up on me inside the house and, like, chasing me in the house. With like, no mouth. <laughs> well, I mean, with, like, some sort of weapon, like yeah, an axe. That's or, a cool weapon. You know? A military tomahawk. Yeah, it was cool. Oh, that's my amazing. God, it was terrifying. Let's start at the beginning of the episode. And, yes, this is everyone's biggest fears, nightmares that you could dream of. First, you'll lose your animal. That's mm-hmm. horrible. That's mm-hmm. what I was like, don't. We're not. We're not hurting the cat. Yeah, I yeah, was like, don't. You. Well, I we, I wouldn't have happened. It's I would have really had it. I would have had a huge tantrum. Is in the, the cat up for adoption now? What happened? <laughs> yeah, to the cat? Adoption. What happened to Willow? That's what uh-huh. I want to know. Also, that storyline we didn't finish. Not my name for the cat. That was Jeff and Damon's name for the cat. My <laughs> cats have cooler names. What was um, your cat's name? I don't remember what, what the did script you anymore. But I mean, like, I think you should name cats like. We have a rescue cat right now. We're fostering named Charles Babbage based on the mathematician. I've had a cat, foster cats based on, I have Galaga and Galaxian. We have had Freeway Jones, you know, just like in rescue organization and things like that. And, Mm -hmm. And animals growing up. I've had, you know, I just think Willow is. 
It's a good I movie, gotcha. but whatever. I got gotcha. <laughs> I just want to really be able to vent about that. I'm glad we got that out. Yeah, thank you. And, and then, so, Sean, you know, he eventually does find his cat under his bed with bloody paw prints, and then we hear screaming from the other room, and it turns out his family's getting brutally murdered, yes. apparently by the mute, which then gives Sean directions on how to defend himself before he breaks down the house. Or the door, which was extremely scary. So scary. Like, put a towel around your fist and break that mirror and have a shard of glass. But I liked Sean came up with another plan because in that moment, it like, when you're in that fight or flight mode, you know, maybe he would have been like, oh, that's a good idea. But no, he comes up with a better idea. And we hear the glass breaking, so we're not quite sure if he broke the mirror, but he actually broke the window and escapes. But so the muted can't talk, right? The mute. The mute. The mute. I think okay. the episode is called Muted, but he is called The Mute. Okay, mm-hmm. so The Mute can't talk. No, he doesn't have a mouth. But how did he tell those directions to Sean? So he has a military a device that, mm-hmm. you know, oh. you can use. Like, if you are silent on a silent mission or something, mm-hmm. you can, you know, type out directions or coordinates or whatever. And then we just took it where he gave him a little, you know computer voice. Wow. Uh, that is cause terrifying. Because it's, it's creepy. I mean, it's, you know, half the things that we do is because it's creepy. And it's fun. And we love that. <laughs> and it's like, dark and weird. It's kind of like a funny thought, though. Here he is about to, like, kill somebody and he's like, you know, let me type in some directions <laughs> right. to yeah. how to type me back. Mm-hmm. So, he may not be the most efficient killer, <laughs> but he's, like, a super creepy killer. Right? Yeah. Uh, so, okay. We, I feel like the military, the military tomahawk, the military watch stuff, I feel like perhaps that's going to come into play with, does the mute guy, is this sort of like his costume? Is he that human type that you were sort of mentioning earlier? Is he actually a guy that maybe we even know Mm -hmm. in a costume? Mm -hmm. And does the military aspects give a clue to maybe who this is if we do know him? Uh, you, we don't know him. Okay. But, uh, he, yeah, I mean, when we were thinking of characters, different characters, and we're going to see more, Mm -hmm. um, we did want to give, because, you know, we don't have much time. You know, we have very little time. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of characters and very little time. So Mm -hmm. we wanted to give them something specific that you could immediately grab onto. Obviously, the military accoutrements are not (laughs) as recognizable as not having a mouth. I mean, Mm -hmm. that is the first thing you really notice with the guy. By the way, that actor is on Game of Thrones. That's what I heard. He was a Fen. Yeah, he's the warg. I saw him right away. Like he was in the background, and I saw him right away. I was like, "Oh, there where, he is!" Where, where, which one? He's the warg. The warg is the one that can talk through animals in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. He's the Fen's warg. Yep. So huh. I mean, he's got the whole stature, and I heard yeah, you know, like he can't even eat on set when he's got that prosthetic no. piece yes. over his mouth. They yeah. have to like feed him with a straw. straw yeah. But I hear, I heard that like they cut like a little like opening oh, yeah. where it's like a little tiny mouth, and it's really which is what they would have done if he was born that way. Yeah, I mean that's, that's like really a great way to diet too. Like put the prosthetic <laughs> piece over your mouth, leave enough room for a straw. I'll, I'll let Teen Wolf's trainer know about that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Um, so I thought you know this whole thing was a dream. Because because it was just so disturbing. Mm-hmm. But then when he got to the hospital, I realized yeah. it probably wasn't. Mm-hmm. No, it's just another day in Beacon Hill. <laughs> yeah. And we got to see our favorite, hopefully in the future, couple, Malinsky, Melissa McCall, and mm-hmm. Sheriff. Aww. So much chemistry there. I feel like, yeah, they are. And that was a great scene because they were like, you know what? I think it was a straight homicide. I don't think we need to bug the kids today. Yeah. Like, in the day I feel like a parent, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, I agree with you. <laughs> I'm not saying everybody in the writer's room agrees with you, but I think they're the cutest. They and are. Um, I personally... I don't ship anyone, but I would if I did that. I think they're great, but I don't think that uh, maybe some other people want to gossip girl the show so much just because it would be yeah. Scott and Dylan would be, you know, the whole thing. But anyway, I agree with that. I do love them together very much. I think yeah. they're fabulous, and they're two of my favorite people. So absolutely, a our fantasy inter- couple. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say our fantasy couple. Mm-hmm. We have a few of those. Yeah. A new couple that like popped into my mind, not maybe necessarily a romantic couple, but like just a couple that I thought was really interesting was um Lydia and um Parish. Parish. I thought I thought those two were very 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 interesting pair. Now, I know Stephanie Golding <laughs> said that on Twitter. Talking. She tweeted us that she felt like mm-hmm. they were together, but like, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't feel like there was like romance brewing between the 
to at all. Like there was no like glistening no, of the eyes and pats on the back, or, but like there was just an energetic thing where they just like I don't know. Now the styles is Malia, Lydia is just kind of all on her own, and in a way, Parrish is a little similar to Styles. He's a good guy. He's nice. But. Yeah, I like that you guys are teasing it. Obviously, mm-hmm. you put a female on screen, you put a male on screen. We want them together. <laughs> right. um, which which creatures. sometimes I don't want. Okay, yeah. sometimes. Sometimes I do uh, as <laughs> as a writer. Well, I, I just because it reflects, you know. All right, first, let me go back. Um, I know we've gotten some criticism about not slow burning enough some relationships. And here's the thing with characters. You mm. can create them and then they get away from you and you don't know what's going to happen with them. Yeah. I know that sounds weird and I remember when I wanted, you know, was like wanting to be a writer and writers used to say that. I'm like, how does that happen? And then you start writing and you're like, oh my god, the character just got away from you. Mm. And I, if anything happens with Parrish and Lydia, I think it would be a slower burn. Mm-hmm. Um, you Which know, I think it should be. Lydia is 17. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's and, still in high school. And uh, she's still in high school, but mm-hmm. she's 17 years old. Currently 17 years old. <laughs> um, though I think that's pretty close to, I think we're close to her birthday again, but don't ask me about dates because <laughs> people just get mad at me. But then, you know, also the other side of that, though, is like, I know I'm not popular with this opinion, but to me, Lydia and Styles are friends, and they've become such incredibly deep friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to me, sometimes that's a that's a especially when you're in high school and things, you don't realize that those can become your deepest friendships. You yeah. know, and I don't like you know the automatic assumption that if there's two you know two people that have a little bit of chemistry, they immediately have to be a couple. I don't always like that. Sometimes I, I love it. That. Okay, look, sometimes I love it. I you <laughs> know I just watch Notting Hill again. I love it. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I don't. Well, let's go ahead and talk about Peter and Derek's story. Now, they're hiring Brayden from the Calaveras to hunt down Kate for them. And, you know, Derek wants sort of his identity back, which was the color of his eyes. And people were also saying they felt that there was a little relationship brewing between Brayden and Derek, which I, again, I did not see this. Like, I guess it's tease, but I didn't feel it. I mean, I saw she's in, like, her all leather, and she's just all sexy, sexy. just all by herself. But, like, I'm not sexy. I didn't see them, like... Kristen, have you ever taken a look at (laughs) Megan Tandy and Tyler Hecklin? I mean, they're like, how could they not look at each other and be like, you are good-looking, and wow, you are good-looking. I mean, those are two really Really good-looking people. people. I mean, it's good. Okay, fine. No, now there is a couple that I frankly love, would love to see because I think they're well matched. I agree. Mm -hmm. You know, like Derek is kind of dark and brooding, but he's also very powerful in a way, Mm -hmm. but he's also damaged. And I feel like Brayden is the same way. I mean, I kind of love her character, by the way. You Mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of room for people to create their own backstory for her. And, you know, I've certainly thought about it a lot. And I mean, I... I love I love her a lot. I love that character and um I like them. But you know, we'll see how the, see how that see how that goes. See if that changes for you. Yeah, I mean I'll be curious she, to talk to you at the end of the season. What do you think? She's <laughs> obviously going to help him. And so when a woman comes to a man's rescue, love, right? <laughs> or, or something. Or something. <laughs> I mean, at this point, he's a damsel in distress. I mean, so he did send th- in a woman. He did throw her his gun. I'm not saying there's any yeah. subtext to that or anything. Yeah, but. he did. He threw her that gun. Yeah, <laughs> Megan caught that the first time. She looked wow. badass when she did that. She did that, and I was like, "Girl, you are awesome. I love her." <laughs> Give me a bike and some leather pants. Like, <laughs> sure. I'm coming on the show, especially if I get to be with Derek. You don't want to wear those like it's like 110 degrees oh in gosh, the summer. I'm sure. Like the le- you'll never get those leather pants off again. That's, that's okay. It's okay. I they can be com- they become part of me. I have a question because um, I was a little confused and I wanted to throw this question out there. Why do you think Derek? Why do you think he's so upset about losing his identity and losing his eye color? Because I feel like you know. His eyes were blue because he had to kill Paige, right. somebody he loved, and he didn't want to do it. I would think, like, it's a constant reminder, and I don't know if I would necessarily want want that. I agree with that, but it's like, he already, like, went through all that pain, and it, it is something that's mm-hmm. so tragic that happened to him. And then mm-hmm. now not having the effects of, like, what, how that ended and how that turned out, I feel like that's really damaging because it's almost mm. like now it didn't happen mm. in his mind and he doesn't know what's going on. And 
I would absolutely love if Kate somehow time traveled and stopped that from happening and Paige is coming back because that's who I really want Derek to be with. Um, but yes. Oh, that's a very inter- interesting thought. So kind yeah. of like a butterfly effect. If he goes back, did it ever happen? That kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If Paige turns hmm. up, I'm not going to be mad. Not gonna As be a mad. teacher or something like that. Doesn't maybe. matter. Good Lord, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't want to crush anyone's dreams, so I'm not going to say anything. I do, will say that I think you were right on, though. Um... We talked about this a lot in the room. Um, I'd like you to talk to Angela about this after okay. when she comes on her she episode because on. she has some very good insights and some. she has very strong emotions about this. Like if you guys mm. think that the writer's room doesn't have strong emotions sometimes, you should have been in the, for this <laughs> discussion. Um, and, but I, I, like, I like your insight. Um, you know, when tragedy happens, sure, sometimes we want to forget it and we want to move on, mm-hmm. but I think it becomes a part of us and you learn something from it. And, you know, Derek... You know, he made a mistake then, mm-hmm. and you don't want to, you want to learn from it. And, you know, that was like his first love and everything. And, and it's, you're right. It sort of got taken away from him. And um, mm. I think that uh, that's a really good insight. That's sort of. Thank you. Yeah. I'm happy you good were job. on here to, to help me work through that, too. I know, it's different. I, would, I, would I love, love all of our guests, but it's really different, I must say. <laughs> Having a writer yeah, on, it is it's different. A, it's the best guest. Oh, I <laughs> totally agree. You guys are super smart. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're the smart one in the room. Yeah, no, um, yeah. So... Moving on to Styles and Scott, the lacrosse. Now, I just love this because we're going back to season one. It's very nostalgic. We I get those buddy-buddy mm-hmm. moments. Yeah, and we, mm-hmm. we also get that little tidbit how they just happen to uh, text Argent, let him know, you know, <laughs> Kate's back from the dead. They didn't have any money. Um, yeah, they're teenagers. they're in, in high school. Yeah. I want to know where Danny is. Is Danny coming back? I was back? thinking the same thing. Where is w- Danny? Like, I wanted him oh, on their lacrosse team. You know, I haven't really ever pulled this yet. Um, I'm going to plead the Jeff on that. Plead the Jeff? We'll you have to can, ask Jeff. Uh, once again, I would like to point out right now <laughs> that we often don't agree in the writer's room. Okay. Mm. We often don't agree in the writer's room. <laughs> uh, and that's what makes it a dynamic place. So mm-hmm. uh, every episode, there's stuff. You know, like, we write as a group a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, my name is on this episode. I went away and did the script. But we do a lot of the writing outline form. I mean, we do really extreme uh, outlines, really mm-hmm. detailed outlines. And mm-hmm. uh that's not true with every with every show, but mm-hmm. so I feel like there's a part of all of us in all of the episodes, and um, that's just uh, that's just a plead the Jeff question. All right, I'm no. gonna I will okay. plead to Jeff when I see him. Um, <laughs> He's like, shut up, Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> no. So Scott's Scott and Styles is worried about you know his captain status because we get Liam who just has all these natural abilities. Now I thought I was on Styles' side. I'm like, what is he? A wear cheetah? Like he's something. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but I mean, what do you think, June? I mean, was he something to begin with? Because even now, as we see later on, you know, he's got the bite. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's already so skilled. How is that going to, you know, come to terms with someone who's already an amazing athlete and has this ability? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he's a natural werewolf and he just doesn't know it yet. You know, and like I don't know, maybe the bite will trigger it. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. But I thought it was very interesting that um, he's adopted. Yeah, you know? and so where we don't, nobody knows where he comes from. Exactly. That you know? that's a so. great aspect. That's great that you bring that up mm-hmm. because it's like. When you know you have a character without mm-hmm. a real backstory, he could come from anywhere. He could, from he anywhere. may not even know. Kind of like Malia coming in. You know, we yeah. didn't know a lot about her story, and then we kind of found out everything that mm-hmm. happened with her. So it's like when their backstory is a mystery to them too. It's like anything could happen. And why kind Beacon Hills? Too. <laughs> and by why Beacon Hills? Like why would your family move to Beacon Hills? Exactly. Of all they people, you make very there. poor choices. That's why you move to Beacon Hills. <laughs> I think they must have like a really super good sandwich shop though <laughs> or, like some really good no artisanal tax. artisanal donuts because like i don't know why you'd oh move my that. gosh do you guys want me to comment on any of that or just let you guys speculate no because i could oh, maybe steal please. some of that for next season. oh yes oh uh, <laughs> he's not adopted first of all really that's his, no that's his stepdad but that's not mean okay. I mean, his stepdad, stepdad. His stepdad okay. ad- possibly adopted him but he's not an adopt he's not okay. adopted okay, okay. 
he knows where he came from. Okay. Um, in my book, uh, you know, sometimes maybe Jeff is thinking things that he doesn't share with us all the time. By the way, I, I hate this cord, and I'm going to have nightmares <laughs> about it. And you're going to off. I'm going to make some sort of horror movie about cords. You should, because everybody hates cords. Yeah, it could be like cords, cords attacking you, like all over your house, like snakes on a plane. I think the Japanese are all over that. But uh, okay. <laughs> the um, yeah, I I think that Liam was is currently until pretty human. Okay. I think he's good. He his stepdad was a lacrosse champion, mm-hmm. um, and he became a lacrosse champion, and um, you know, or ninth grader as, as, as lacrosse champion as he can. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he's just he's just practiced a lot. He's human. You know, he's he mm-hmm. he was team human. And he has just worked really hard for those skills, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So I loved seeing Coach here, and I loved Malia yeah. in the stands kind of raising yeah. the stakes and like, I want to redo. I'll raise you 10 bucks. And like, Coach didn't want to do it until money was involved, yeah. of course. Yeah. That was amazing. And then, unfortunately, that's when Liam gets hurt. Yeah. You know, and they got to take him to the hospital. But, you know, we get that that interaction with the coach seeing also Kira kind of save the ball yeah. from hitting Malia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously, you know, we Jeff told us Kira is going to be on the lacrosse team. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I think is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's love really that. cool. And I, I love how you can see more of her, like, sword-yielding ability yeah. with, with the, the lacrosse. Because you, you never get enough of her in the katana. You <laughs> yeah, know no, me? it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, I love, I, I re- Kira has really become just I just adore that character. Like I just think she's goofy and fun, but also yeah. really badass yeah. and getting mm-hmm. more badass all the time. I really like her a lot. Oh, and that kiss with Scott. And oh, the... I know. It was oh, don't go there yet. Oh my goodness. Before, before we get there, <laughs> before we get there, I want to talk about once they get Liam to the hospital because this was my favorite part. Actually, mm-hmm. whenever Styles says to Scott, "You know what? You're at the end of yes. the day." It's okay for you to want something for yourself. Yeah. You're still so human. Cool. That's that's part of being human. And mm-hmm. I just felt like that was such. I love those moments. Oh, it was so amazing. And, and we didn't have a lot over the past few seasons of like buddy, buddy, Scott and, and mm-hmm. Styles. And mm-hmm. we love those moments. And this was kind of just like Styles being the alpha for Scott. You know, yeah. the alpha human kind of telling him like it's okay. Like you know, you are just kind of like Melissa and uh, Stalinsky was like, let the kids off today. It was like bringing yeah. back the, yes, the human side. And yeah. Malia had one of those moments too in the episode when she was like, well, how do you feel? You know? Like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, gosh, like everyone's so insightful and <laughs> wise. Yeah, I, she's kind of insightful and a really straightforward, yes, like, quit yes. being, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, kind of way. Yeah. I love that about her. I, I love how, like, naturalistic she is. Totally. We talked about this on, like, a few of our other sh- After Buzz shows this season and just how we're hoping that, like, Malia brings in the, like, natural side of, like, just thinking and organic emotion. Like, she doesn't hesitate when she wants to kiss Styles. Like, all these mm-hmm. premeditated things that, like, society and our social envi- environment has, like, made us mm-hmm. develop in a certain way to have these fears of people and not doing things that we want to just have instincts to do. And I love that Malia just, like, acts on her natural instinct. And we're hoping mm-hmm. that, like, she kind of teaches the other characters in the show to be, like, more natural and listen to your instincts and stuff like that as the season progresses. Interesting. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I agree with you. I think she's, yeah. I, I, and Shelly's done such a good job with oh, her. She's really, such an amazing actress. Yeah, she's really taken that and, and made it and made it warm yet, you know, yes. you know a little bit mm-hmm. scary and but she's yeah, she's mm-hmm. done a great job with and that. Sometimes Funny sometimes and... when Styles is like teaching her how to uh become part of society, <laughs> I'm like, no, you know what? I like the way she's doing it. <laughs> like let her go. I'm <laughs> not sure she should eat people though. But I mean that's just I mean I'm, it's you know mm-hmm. there's not a consensus on that. that but, you know I mean you're the one that liked the cannibalism coming well, in the show. Right. <laughs> just a little bit just like a taste. Just a taste. <laughs> All right, just a taste. So now we'll talk about Scott and Kara. Oh, my God. So that reaction, the first time he kissed her in the hallway, that was sort of the Malia natural instinct. You know, this just feels right, kind of, I'm going to mm-hmm. kiss you as a it reaction, so not thinking sweet. about it. Yeah. And I think that's the best way you guys could have possibly had their first kiss. I loved it. It was so well, organic. This wasn't their first kiss. Well, to me it was. Like, what was their kiss before that? In Kira's room, Kira's bedroom. Was did it? they? Did they kiss there? I see. I, I don't think. I, I don't think just, they did. I thought they were just head to head. Yeah, I think they were just oh, head to head. Just head to head. You know, look. This? I mean, you'd think they're going to be like huh. the writer doesn't know, but I didn't edit that episode, and I can't 
really remember. I thought about it last night too, though. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, though, it's coming back. But like to me. Scott but made is, such a is, big deal out of it, yeah. out of not realizing what he did. That this, I can say for sure. I think that is definitely their first kiss because he was like, "Oh my god, what did I do?" And she was like, "Ah." <laughs> yeah, they haven't. I mean, we they haven't had you know Akira. I mean. The elf in the room is it his first love, yeah. even though they were no longer yeah. together. Yes. But Allison's dead. Yeah, and right. so Kira doesn't feel comfortable. You know, she doesn't know how to approach this. But they're still young. They're still, you know, they're still teenagers. They're mm-hmm. still moving mm-hmm. on with their lives. Mm-hmm. And you have to move on really fast in Beacon Hills because there's always something around the corner. <laughs> you know, and they don't have time. You don't have time to sit around and think about like what happened last week. Uh, otherwise, that's kind of a good thing. Like, if you guys are sad at home, like get busy. <laughs> you know true. what I mean? Like, why do you have so much time to reflect on being sad? Like, go learn a new skill. I mean, yeah, I think that that is there is some wisdom in that. It depends on you know how you're coping with it, but. Like, like yeah. sometimes just uh, going after the next monster is really mm-hmm. kind of what you need to do. Totally. Or having yeah. the next monster go after yeah. you. Start running. So we do get that amazing scene where he's like, oh, I'm sorry, what to talk about, whatever yeah. you want to talk about later. Gotta take, you know, Sky, who I really hurt, to the hospital. And I'm really sorry about what happened earlier. I'm, it's awkward now. I'm sorry. And I was like, oh, no. Like, no girl wants to hear some guy apologize. Yes. For kissing her. No girl ever wants to hear that. If you accidentally kiss a girl at home, like, do not ever apologize. And we kind of got that on her face immediately. And then we get him storming back through the doors, all epic with the lighting and the music. The lighting was just so, like, right? I I was there. I I felt it. Yes, yes. He was like, you know what? Sorry, not sorry. And he grabs his damsel in distress mm -hmm. and kisses her and. Oh, that was just so epic, in my opinion. Like, really I loved was. it. That I, don't might know, be I don't know if she was in distress, but yes, it was a I wonderfully... I think she was sad. She was sad. It was a wonderful... <laughs> I call yeah. that distress. It was, a, it was a wonderful romantic moment for two yeah, people who are romantic. definitely very into each other. I'm not sure that you should accidentally kiss people who aren't into you. That no. maybe Maybe that's not something yeah. I want people no. to go around doing. Let's have some consent. But, uh, like but I think... if you do do it, don't apologize. Well, well I mean, it, I'm not sure I'm on board with that either, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, I see what you're going. I see where you're going. <laughs> yeah, there. yeah, but however, <laughs> in Kara and Scott's case, it was a different story. I mean, those two yeah, obviously right, are really right. into each other, and he just did a kind of like seriously, like thanks, mom, thanks for packing my lunch. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go out the door yeah, now, and like that was like Styles mm-hmm. really nailed it with the grandma thing. I mean, you yeah. just like oh. the chased kiss. <laughs> There's yeah. Scott, yeah, Scott, so, Scott nailed hashtag. it with a grandma I thing. love the yeah. hashtag, so not changed. Yes, and that was wonderful. It was a really romantic moment. Yeah, and it really was. Just because I, I was saying, Jeff, I think, was really, like, that was his big, like, we have to have them, you know, do this, and, like, he comes back. And mm-hmm. I love the music that, you know, Laura mm-hmm. and Kim gave the us lighting, in that moment. And the lighting. I love the way Tim, you know, directed it. I just thought it was a really wonderful moment. It I was. felt it. And were you, like, on set for that? Did you get to see that happen? I did not see. I saw a couple of setups of it, but I didn't mm-hmm. know. We were trying to write, probably. Mm. Knowing our show, we were writing episode four, but I think at that point, we were still too ahead. Oh, do you guys, oh. like, shoot the kiss scenes a few times? Like, probably, I mean, I'm sure they practice kiss, but... I think we- Megan messed up her kid. Uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think that maybe they need a little more practice sometimes. You just want to make sure yeah. you get it right. I, so they keep they keep going. Yeah. That's fine. I, I don't. I would feel awkward. I think it's a really weird thing for. I think the more they do it, the better they get at it. But I, I imagine it must be a kind of a weird thing to have to be intimate with people. Like definitely, and most people around you are not really into it. They're just worried about the light meter, and you know, like yeah. if mm-hmm. if you know there's someone in the shot or if the shadows are right. So you know, it's not the it's not the most romantic setting. Yeah, it's very, it gets very technical. <laughs> yeah, but. But yeah. they really brought it, and I really believed it, and I loved them for yeah, it. Yeah, I did, too. I felt it. I was there. I wanted it again. I think I replayed it maybe twice. Nice. <laughs> um, so I just want to remind everyone at home, if you have questions for Alyssa, you can tweet June. June, what's your Twitter? Miss, M-S underscore June Lee, J-U-N-E-L-E-E. And she's going to read those in a little bit. And you can also call into the studio if you want to talk to Alyssa or ask us a question or comment on your favorite mm-hmm. part of the show. Number here is 424-256-1729. And while we're on the topic, you guys all know Maria Menounos is the one who created After Buzz and her new book, The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness, is on Amazon right now. I just started reading it. 
I think I lost weight already. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like she used to be 40 pounds overweight, and not this is overweight, but heavier. She heavier. Was 40 pounds. Overweight. She was never overweight. Yeah. that's a good point. Mm-hmm. But she was 40 pounds heavier, mm-hmm. and you guys all know on camera, you look, you just naturally, you yeah. just look bigger. Oh, so yeah, tell me about it. If you want an on camera career, you know, she gives you. The I weigh like 75 pounds, and look at me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Total difference. You look amazing. There is one scene I want to talk about. If you guys Let's want to do talk it. about, mm-hmm. I want to talk about the math scene. Yeah, I want to talk about the math scene. Because I love the math scene. I love mm-hmm. the math scene, too. Let's talk about it. All right. So I was reading Price uh, TV.com's uh, the photo recap, which is one of my favorite things oh, in the world. Oh, yes. TV.com. And uh, Price was asking um, a question that I also had an issue with in the writer's room, <laughs> why Lydia and Malia would be in the same math class. Because um, um, they really wouldn't, but we don't deal in the really uh, most yeah. of the time, and we need characters to be in the same scenes. Mm-hmm. But if you will notice my act of defiance is nobody in the um, else in the writer's room or most of the people on set uh, probably finished calculus, and I did. I can't remember a damn thing about it. I know <laughs> that I didn't mind doing derivatives, but I really, really didn't like doing integrals, and I remember that in... Yeah, integrals yeah, suck. They do suck, and I remember yeah. that I failed... Uh, part my third part of calculus the first time in college and then I took it again I think I got a B so I'm wow. I did better um, however Lydia is doing a calculus problem <laughs> Malia is doing an algebra problem yeah no so yeah, they, she's yeah, doing yeah, a calculus problem you don't really see much of it I found those problems they are accurate mm-hmm. um, I found them online I'm you know I double checked my work I think. I wasn't on set, so I don't know if they messed anything up. So mm-hmm. if there's anything wrong, it's not my fault. Um, I always like to say it's not, it's not my fault. I wasn't there. <laughs> Blame the PA. Now, um, <laughs> but, yeah, so L- Lydia, to me, would be like a TA in that class. So right. she's, like, doing a calculus problem. Like, yeah. the teacher's like, Lydia, here. Here's a calculus problem. And, you know, that's why she looks over at the algebra that problem and right. just goes, like, that's 25. And yeah. I mean, it turns out everyone's actually using her notes, so sort of cheating off Lydia to be in this class. Right, exactly. Anyway, which we'll talk about the notes in a moment. Um, but, li- well, we can talk about it now. So we do get that moment with um, Styles and Malia, which I just absolutely love. How she was using, this is when I fell in love with them as a couple. Yeah. Like, she's using the highlighters, the same colors that he yeah. used the thread mm-hmm. from seasons ago to kind of map out his cases. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, they meant the same thing. So that's when you're like, you feel it, and you want characters to be together, and that was that really natural moment. And I feel Mm -hmm. like anyone who is not liking the Malia Styles uh, relationship now, like, you gotta be on board. Like, Mm -hmm. I wanted him to kiss her at that point. I'm like, do it! It was really sweet. sweet. I don't remember whose idea that was. I'm gonna say it was mine, because I can't remember. But I I don't don't remember, but it was, I really love that moment, and I think they did great. And yeah, I'm really... I I think that was the moment their relationship really gelled for me, too. Yeah, I agree, because before it was like Malia was sort of always dragging him into it, and he was like this nice guy just kind of helping her out and being there for her. And in that moment, it was like he crossed the what he told her. He was like, oh, we have to study now. But then... He once she told him about the highlighters, then he like broke his rule of no, we have to study now to kiss her. Right. So it was kind yeah, of like exactly. him chasing her at that point. And yeah. we also get her being like, no, we have to study now. So it was nice yeah. to see that coming from yeah. his side for once instead of her like breaking in his house and cuddling him. I think I, yeah, I think I talked about it last season probably. Um, but yeah, I mean, Malia and Styles is a different type of relationship that we started, you know, with which was a quick one. It was a quick physical relationship mm-hmm. that then you then develop the emotions mm-hmm. afterwards and that mm-hmm. happens in life. I was just going to say that's and definitely it that's doesn't always, life, it doesn't you know? always happen but that does happen mm-hmm. and this is just a different type of relationship and some people aren't on board with it and that's okay but I thought that was a moment where they were like where, where Styles was like oh my god you noticed something about me and you started doing like it's really sweet mm-hmm. yeah. I really yeah. it, it is it's really one of my favorite mm-hmm. moments for yeah. sure I, I mean other than moment. the cannibalism yeah <laughs> It was everybody's favorite intestines and the moment. teeth. This is really, I really um, that. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into that later. But, but intestines yeah. are good if you guys have ever had it. Did you say intestines are good? Intestines are good. Intestines are good. Yeah, Korean people eat intestines. I think right. a lot of cultures do. Yeah. I mean, menudo, that's stomach lining. I'm a vegetarian. So. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm actually a pescatarian. I'm a complicatarian. <laughs> it's complicated. Well, I don't eat intestines, though. 
I, I, you know, I haven't yet. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> Lots of collagen is very good for your skin. Well, that's like they often use it like to wrap like a sausage, don't they? Intestinal lining. <laughs> oh yeah. Why are we too. talking about I, this? I mean, I tried to end the discussion, but Sorry. you guys. Love I talked about artisanal intest- donuts and sandwiches, and now <laughs> and now we're wrapping sausages. I don't know. Moving okay. on to the cryptic messages that are in mm. Lydia's notes. No wonder Malia couldn't understand these notes. Mm-hmm. She's writing these cryptic messages, mm-hmm. which. Reminded me of the mute when yeah, it is. you know everything that comes yeah. across the screen, and I, I think like Teen Wolf's invented a new way of studying because he had an IV hooked up to that data in that computer, right. and it's just feeding through his bloodstream, and you know all the data is going down the the computer. I'm like, why wouldn't that work? Just hook you know the yeah. IV up to your brain. Download like stuff USB. on a computer, yeah. Yeah. human USB. Yeah, I think it's geni- genius. I it, mean, we should. It does should work. I mean, it, it works in William Gibson stories and stuff. And I actually like more of the feeding tube because, like, I can play video games. Like, and then you just have a feeding tube. Though, <laughs> actually, you need more like a still suit from Dune because you need the rest of the process to work too. So, mm. more like a still suit, which from Dune. And if you don't haven't seen Dune, it's brilliant. No. So. Maybe. Yeah. My name is a it. killing word. The spice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The spice Steven will flow, from- and my name is a killing word. So. We've got we've got a mute in the booth. Actually, <laughs> 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 he may uh, come in from now and then. Uh, but anyway, moving on. I think that these messages that Lydia is writing in her notebook. I mean, you know how she hears people screaming and talking and voices and stuff. Maybe this is like the language she's getting from the mute. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, you remember Lydia Lydia drew that tree. Lydia does all kinds of things like that, you know, and you're right. This will, this is not going away. This is setting up, you know, this is setting up the main, um, the main through story. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The big bad. It's it's like. Kind of, actually. It's kind of the big bad season, right? Yep. Kind of, exactly. I really liked now we have Lydia again with her. She's got this way of just finding, ending up at uh, dead bodies. She would be amazing if she was, like, an investigator of, like, missing persons. Yeah, she should like, do that as opposed do, to... She should do yeah. that. Yeah. She what should go that route. What are her career aspirations? Do she wants know? to win the field. She wants to oh, win yes, the field Oh, yes, she wants to feel as mother. Yes. Yeah. In mathematics, okay. yeah. So we see that Lydia sees these faces, kind of. She ends up at this house, you know, where the crime scene happens, and then uh, mm-hmm. Parrish Parish actually walks in and finds her, and the romance, I guess, scene happens that I missed between those two that everyone's talking about online. Well, <laughs> um, I mean, it's not a romance, yeah, but it was it's... just chemistry. Yeah, just, I know. Just seeing them do, do together, I think finding the door and them going mm-hmm. into the door and kind of like in the hallway just kind of you know together does that I house exist Alyssa? yeah that was that, a, that was a real uh that's a real set mm, i think that's, um that's so creepy it didn't go out but i mean it sure looks like pasadena but i don't think it was <laughs> uh i can't i didn't get to go out to that set mm-hmm. um it was all nights and i'm like right. i'm a lazy writer i'm like sleeping and stuff while <laughs> people are shooting at 6 a.m i'm like oh i have another like five hours of sleeping um <laughs> but you know i wouldn't call it lazy i'd love to be more lazy in that room but we don't have time but still uh uh yeah it's a cool set it was a cool house i mean everything about it was perfect our locations people did a fantastic job yeah, yeah they, they really did they we, did a great job everybody on the show does way above their pay grade i mean yeah. our it's sets a, yeah Rusty shows, or, have really you guys ever had Rusty the set designer? We have. We love him. He's coming on oh again. Oh, my God. Wait till you guys see a couple of the sets at the end of the season. I mean, they are so badass. Like, I walked around and took pictures like a tourist. I <laughs> came on set, and I was like, I'm taking a picture here. I'm taking a picture here. That's like, awesome. He's, him and his whole crew are really, really talented people. Everybody's really talented, but, I mean, Rusty gets a special special shout-out from me. Yeah. Yeah. We love Rusty. We'll see you soon, Rusty. Cool. Um, And then, so, Parrish and Lydia find this room of a bunch of, you know, just game. It's just, like, animals hanging up in bags, you know. But, wait, it's not. It's actually bodies. So, who are these people? Yeah, I was just... Uh, yeah. There were Tuesday's dinner and Wednesday's dinner <laughs> and Thursday's dinner. But where do they come from? Like, wouldn't we have heard of, like, a bunch of people going <laughs> yeah, missing? Yeah, missing? They're, they're from the town over or yeah. something like that? Yeah, they're or from... They, they ordered them from the internet. Oh, yeah, they're from Beacon Flats, you guys. Uh, <laughs> no one pays attention to what's happening over Beacon Flats. People go missing all the time oh, over okay, there. I mean, sense. just, like, nobody pays attention. Yeah, I don't know. Now, I mean, what's your theory? I know you can't say, because you know. You probably wrote it. Um, <laughs> but... 
these people uh, is this the mute does he have them down there no absolutely not you don't, don't think, think it's so. the mute I think it's the Wendigos Oh yeah, I'll tell you guys. That's the yeah, Wendigo. That's the Wendigos. their that's their meat locker. Like, that yeah, is their okay. I'm not yeah. kidding. That is their Monday dinner, their Tuesday dinner, you their Wednesday. Okay. No, no, we're yeah. not kidding. No. Okay, because my whole thing all along was like this mute guy, he's not a bad guy. Like I'm no, like he's, he's a, a good guy. guy. He's a good guy. Well, Except I mean like like was saying he had the same shoes as the guy who stole Peter's money. Did he really? He did, because we got the close-up of the Mute's shoes. What you don't huh. know is Beacon Hills only has one shoe store, one and they just store. sell like these kind of leathery, worky, black Italian boots. <laughs> that does make a lot <laughs> of sense. Men, just wear the same women, shoes. kids, you know, snowshoes, rain shoes, they're just one style. It's all they have. I think the world should be more like that. I mean, if we all just had to wear the same shoes, that would yeah. solve a lot of my problems. A, simple, a simpler world. A simpler a world. A simpler world. Yeah. Or you yeah. can just sure. wear Converse with everything like I do. That's what I do. I yeah. mean, if, if everybody would agree to that rule, like we just Let's wear one it. type of shoes. Let's they just have do to be it. Converse because yeah. they fit my feet and then they're in fabulous colors. Like That's my fine. But then there ones. wouldn't be like comparison between shoes and your shoes can't be cooler than my shoes. So mm-hmm. like, let's just agree on a mm-hmm. pair of shoes. My shoes are cooler than your shoes. We're agreeing with that? <laughs> yes. Okay. If you have on the, the universal Converse that I we're going to be wearing from now on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you can just wear rainbow Converse that, and then you'll know some color there will go with your outfit. That's a good point. I might go with like a clear gel kind of converse. You know, Ian's gonna Stokes, the other writer, is gonna accuse me of talking about shoes on the internet now. So thank you, <laughs> ladies, for that because I get that enough in the writers' room. Stokes. Sorry, yeah, forget about that part. <laughs> um, so we get Sean. You know, he disappeared from his bed. We're mm-hmm. back at the hospital now, and. Scott's mom comes in, unfortunately. Scott has to save her from Sean. I did not see this coming. I did not know he was a Wendigo. And if he was a Wendigo, why didn't he fight the mute in in the beginning? I guess he kind of knew he was being hunted at that point. Mm -hmm. So that's why he ran. But I was so scared. And and I kind of thought, you know, maybe this was what happened to him after that tragic experience. I thought maybe the mute turned him into the Wendigo. I didn't know. I didn't realize that his whole family was Wendigos. But I thought the mute was a good guy, and that was definitely a possibility. That was one of my questions for you guys. So I'm glad that we know that those people that got horribly murdered in the beginning maybe de- deserved it. I don't know if death is deserved ever, but um, they I were mean, killing people. So. It's their nature to eat yeah. people. So, I mean, I don't know They're if I can call bad. them good or bad. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you can make that judgment. I don't know if I'm ready to call right. all cannibals bad. Yeah. I mean, maybe you know, they it, were like Dexter. Maybe they were just killing off other bad people. Well, you know, it, it, it's a cultural norm, but <laughs> some to place. not eat people. Okay, you know, like, mostly <laughs> around the world. But uh, you know, ask the pigs how they feel about it. So I'm just saying, I'm yeah. just bringing it up. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, we shouldn't be eating those animals either. Don't want anyone checking my basement. Never mind. What? <laughs> it's cool. No, it's fine. What's just, in your you just freezer basement hanging? Oh, God. Just Lots of it. vegetables. Yes. That's right. I have broccoli just in, strung up in bags. That makes a Bags-y lot of sense. Tomatoes. And- <laughs> All right. I'm on board with that. Um, so, Scott, this is a big deal. Scott, his hands are literally tied, and he yes. has to make a decision here to save Liam or not save Liam, and he decides to bite him. And this is an innocent that he's bitten. And Araya said, you know, if you do bite an innocent, I'm going to come across your border and come after you. So, I mean, what were your thoughts on this, June? Well, the fact that he bit Liam. Did you agree with this? Well, first of all, I mean, I don't understand why the Wendigo was trying to kill Liam. Like, do you have to kill your meal first? You just can't eat them alive. So he was trying to kill him. And then eat him afterwards? Like, I, think, I don't understand. I think he was super hungry. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I've killed, like, a sandwich. I, yeah, I made, I'll like, I a made sandwich. a veggie bacon BLT today. <laughs> like, I would have killed four, and I killed that sandwich. It was so good. Right. So, right, I mean, so. I think he was just super hungry. Also, you know, like, he was being, he knew he was sort of at his, uh, he knew Scott was after him, too. I mean, yeah. it's a little bit of a hostage situation. Well, yeah, okay. Well, but... I feel like, you know, he had no choice. You yeah, know, you I know, agree with that. Gonna, like, he, he kind of got him into the situation. He wouldn't be at the hospital if it wasn't for him going crazy trying to be captain. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, like, 
being a werewolf is not so bad compared to being dead, is it? Yeah, no, I, I don't think it is. Be a werewolf. Yeah, and you know what? I kind of don't want him to be a werewolf, though. Like, because he was so skilled before, I would love to see the bite affect him differently because it definitely, we've seen in the past with the wear jaguar and with Jackson that it reflects the person you are. So mm-hmm. maybe he'll become something else. I kind of want him to. I kind of want him to be part of the pack, but be something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll look forward to that. But we're going to get into a little interview with a Alyssa, before we end this show, and we actually have some special guests here from Pennsylvania who are big fans of Teen Wolf and came the whole way to California from Pennsylvania to ask you a few questions, Alyssa. We have Lauren and we have Leah Sprock with us, and Leah, I believe you had a few questions for Alyssa. Uh, Yes. How does your writing translate onto screen? Does the final product usually end up how you originally pictured it? No, Tim always jacks up all my work. <laughs> uh, no, uh, that's just for Tim. I want him on with me today, but he's up directing oh. some other TV show. Um, and by the way, uh, Tim and Kim, Tim directed this episode and Kim edited oh, this cool. episode. Um, and then in 407, which is the other one that my name is on, uh, Tim directed and Kim edited. So oh, I awesome. feel like we're like team lame. Um, <laughs> no, no. Uh, we, we do, I think that, um, TV and movie, TV in particular, I think is collaborative, and I'm always excited to see what people, how people make my words better, truthfully and mm-hmm. honestly, because um, they're so, like rusty. There's sometimes like I've mm-hmm. like we've come up with a set and you know we have it in our head and then I will there's a in 407 there's a set that I was like I walked on set and I was like what this is so <laughs> cool. Um, so to me, it's, it's all almost always better. Um, you know, of course, sometimes I'm just like, what? No, what? why are they doing that? Like, that's not, no, I can't think of a specific example, but it's always so minor because I would say almost all the time it gets better. It just gets better with each process and they do a really, a really fantastic job. And it's exciting to see it. Like, when I first saw the Berserkers, I, <laughs> you know, yeah. was, I couldn't, I thought they were, it was so cool to see that. So, yeah, no, most of the time it's, you know, and I think if you aren't a collaborator, then you shouldn't come into this kind of, you should, you should, not that you can't be a collaborator when you write a book or do something like that, but, cause some people are, but if you aren't a collaborator, I don't think you should be in this industry. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a difference between committee and collaboration. Committee can sometimes kill your project, but that's mm-hmm. when everyone thinks that they, they know everything about everything. But in collaboration, I think the people that are good at what they do, they do their jobs, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. you get out of their way to do it. And, right. um, yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. You know, I, did, I gave you some examples of things that were really exciting to see. And, you know, and you can imagine Scott and Kira kissing, but when you see it, you're yeah. just like, and, then, and, Laura, <laughs> yeah. and the music that Laura picks and the, right. and the score that yeah. Dino puts in it. Everybody brings something different. Yeah, I mean, you, the music itself, like Dino and Laura, you know, who, who have both been on the show, like, it just, it, everything lifts lifts it up and it makes it magical. I watched it last night. I got home from a, a long, uh, long day of driving and I got on my couch and I had my drink and I watched the episode <laughs> and I hadn't seen it all the way through with, I've seen part of it, but I hadn't seen it with all the, the, you know, finishing touches that, mm-hmm. um, everybody in post does and, uh, all the coloring and everything. And it was great. I mean, I was like, oh, I really love, I really love this episode <laughs> anyhow. And I really, it really, it took it to a level that I was really excited about. That must be so fulfilling to see that all come together. It really is. I mean, and that's, yeah, yeah it's super, it's super cool. Yeah. You know, it's I think you had cool. another question. Good Leah? job. Uh, how long does a typical hour-long script take to work, to write? Oh, typical. Um, <laughs> sometimes they really come together and sometimes they don't. I felt like this one really came together in the room pretty quickly. But uh, we outlined so um, – I had three days to write this, four wow. days to write this wow. maybe. Wow. I think we say we give them a week, but I think I turned it in after four. It might have been four. I don't remember. But And that's after you have the outline? Yeah, but we have such yeah, writing? We have such an outline. And we don't mm-hmm. have time, so we don't have a lot of time to How do this. How long do you do you take to do the outline? Well, the outline, we you know we sit in the room and we come up with all our major themes. And then the individual stuff gets harder because, you know, you have to – you have to the chess pieces. You have to mm-hmm. have people where they're going to be and who's going to be. And are Lydia and Malia in the same math class, you know? And I seem to care about that a lot more than everyone else <laughs> I'd like to bring up again. Also about some of the Science classes. I'm like, no, they d- anyway. Never mind. Not nobody cares. Ian tells me, <laughs> I care. Um, but yeah, so it can take. Um, you know, I, I would say from 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 beginning to end, uh, f- four or five weeks. Mm. But that you know, there's a lot of pre stuff that we do. Like we have all these ideas mm-hmm. ahead. So you know, that's a hard thing to do. But w- when I get the script itself, 
I get like, you know, maybe a week at the most for me to do what I need to do. And that's like sitting, you know, and really, really getting in all the it words all together. on. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have time for one more question, Leah. Okay. Do you have any advice for aspiring writers like myself to break into the industry? Yeah, I would do like, I don't know, go into science. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I kid, but I'm writing's hard and it's not that hard. I mean, I guess there's other things that are a lot harder, but you know, writing, you're just like a, you're looking for a life of self-loathing and dissatisfaction. <laughs> um, maybe a drinking problem. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, you know what? My, I always say this, uh, and this was said to me, um, read and write and watch. Mm. Um, read, write, and watch. I think Joss Whedon was saying, like, after he does a project, he just spends time just, like, taking in other stuff and reading books mm-hmm. and watching TV and watching movies and just, like, and going out in the world and, like, and so, yeah, so read a lot. Read what <laughs> other people do. Watch a lot write a lot and then just have interests like go out yeah. and, and have other interests mm-hmm. and do hobbies and I know that sounds like you're not going to have a time to do anything else and because you're also going to need a job to pay for until you can get paid <laughs> as a writer which uh, can take a really long time um, but uh, you know if you and you know what just like if you, if you kind of think you want to be a writer I don't think it's for you writing is what you do because you can't think of anything else to do <laughs> so if you're like I can't think of anything else to do like I have a degree in econ I could not think of myself <laughs> doing that so that makes a lot of sense. Well, thank you, Leah thank you. and Lauren, yeah. for coming all the way from Pennsylvania. Yeah, maybe like since you're in LA, like go to Disneyland or something because coming in to talk to me is not <laughs> like not fulfilling. You know, but, I um, came here. All right, so I was like, I could tell you about some good donuts and some good sandwiches. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, you know what? There are so many fans that do travel all that way to come and and just have a chance of meeting you guys. So I really appreciate you taking the time to come in today. Absolutely. They should also maybe go to Bay Cities though. It's a really good sandwich. Or maybe <laughs> Um, what do you like really to get, get there? Well, I mean, when I ate meat, I ate the godmother, right? Oh, oh my god! So, right, it's like okay. the one of the greatest. Before of we roll times. out, any predictions, June? Now I eat cheese. <laughs> it's still delicious. Any predictions Wait. for next week? Oh my goodness! Um, gosh, more human. Is Liam gonna turn, or is he gonna die, or oh. is he gonna be something else? I think he might be something else. Will Brayden find Kate? I feel like I feel like he will kind of butt heads with Scott to be like a leader somehow for some reason, just yeah. because he has all those extra, extraordinary powers already as a human. It looks like Peter gets a military tomahawk to the chest. Uh. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen there. But, um, June, where can we find you on Twitter? You guys can find me at Twitter at MS underscore June Lee. And I feel bad because I wanted to read some... Okay, read one really okay, quick. Okay, yeah. I um, Okay, well, somebody made a very good comment. I think it was, oh, yes, Marima... Marima, I'm so sorry. I can't remember your name, but I want to make sure I get this out. Somebody said that Malia probably knows something's up because she probably could hear Peter's heart beating when mm. they went, and she probably knows that something is up. And I thought that's that was a, good a very point. good point. And I wish, I, I wish that, I could give credit. I think that's that. a really good point. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And Alyssa, I don't think you use Twitter, oh. right? Where we, where can we find you? you can't Alyssa? find me. <laughs> no, I'm like a ninja, except I'm not, because I'd be more of a pirate. But I know I, I tweet you your can't. questions to us. And yeah, we'll absolutely. And you Alyssa. can. And, and sometimes I talk to the girls on Not Another Teen Wolf podcast. So oh, awesome. you know, they're lovely ladies. So that's mm-hmm. another thing. And I, you know, sometimes I roll around at conventions, and I might be at Comic Con for a day and stuff. Awesome. Yay. I'm gonna be there. Cool. I'm fine. You chat up some Teen Wolf. It was wow. 55, by the way. I don't oh, name, thank you, Wild 55, 55, for your comment. Thank you. And thank you, Leah and Lauren, for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Of course. And Leah, I think you have a Twitter, right? Where can we find you? Underscore Lily Mercedes. Awesome. I'm at Cinematic Escape on Twitter. You can check out my blog, Cinematic Escape. I'm also doing the Girl Meets World after show, so you guys should check that out. It's new. It's awesome. It's Friday nights. Coming after Buzz TV. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And thank you, Alyssa. You're welcome. That was fun. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.